Hello and welcome to 141 Studios. As always, I'm Ryan Whiting. This is the Coffee House, and I sit here with a jetpack. We were promised jetpacks. We were. We yeah. were. And they have never come. That voice is Paul Cushing. I am Paul Cushing. I uh, did see them in concert. We are sharing t-shirts right now. He is in a beautiful royal blue and I am in a black right now. I'm glad that you you explained that because you were like, we're sharing t-shirts. It's like we're not in the same t-shirt. We're not actually in the yeah. same t-shirt. Sorry. I bought I bought t-shirts for the both of us and a, a friend of mine, Craig. I bought Craig. Craigans, Mr. Craigans. I bought I bought an extra large because he also loves We Were Promised Jetpacks. Oh, wow. So, yeah, I bought one for him. What a, what a wild occurrence that. Yeah. Like, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Craigans, <laughs> Mr. Mr. Craig Bell loves, uh, and uh, shout out to Craig Bell if he ever listens to us again, just to let you know, what's up? How you doing? You know. We miss holla you. Holla back. We love you. Holla back like Gwen Stefani. Okay. <laughs> anyway, moving on. So uh, we were going to start off the podcast with... The bottom eights. Bottom eights. The bottom eights. So, in order, 12th, Palace with 36 points. 13th, Wolves with 34. 14th, Burnmouth, 33. 15th, West Ham with 31. 16th, Leeds with 29. 17th, ahead on goal differential. Everton with 27. 18th, Nottingham Forest, behind on goal differential with 27. 19th, Leicester with 25. 20th, Southampton with 23. I will say the goal difference between Nottingham Forest and Everton is pretty significant. It's 10 goals. It is significant. It's significant. It's 10 goals. So, big time. That big could time come difference. into play. That will, that, that, it, I feel it will come into play. If it's not Everton, yeah. it's going to be another team. And Nottingham Forest have put themselves behind yeah. the ball in a way. In position for it to be them. So, looking at this list, I know we we took Palace off last week, right? We decided that they were safe. Yeah, well, especially since I won again this week, yeah. they're safe. They're 36 points. I mean, you've got seven games to go. You've got to get, get like three or four points in seven games. Two you results like and you're total-ish fine. Total-ish for the next yeah. six or seven games, and I think you'll be fine. Well, so when you look at it, you start looking at the like the the ends of the table or the ends of this little group. Palace has 36. Southampton has 23rd. Guess what? There is no world where Southampton catches Palace. It's four. It's five games essentially. Yeah, five of the they would have to Palace would have to lose seven games, uh, five games. Yep. And Southampton would have to win five games. And does Southampton win five games? I just don't know if no. that's possible. I have they won five games all year. I think they have. If only just. I think they have. Uh, 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 I actually uh, don't see a uh, world where Leicester catches where Palace is right now. You, oh, you don't even think they make it to 36. They need 11 I, points. They need four wins. I don't think seven. either of these teams get to 36 points. And, and I, yeah, it's it's fine. It, Leicester is looking more and more um, like they will be relegated. It's very, it's a, it's a very tumultuous time there. It's a, it's kind, it's, it's a wild thing that's happening there. I, everything is falling apart. Everything is falling it's, apart there. The wheels are off the bus. Leicester is done. I have it written down in my relegation. Yeah, it, I have relegation for Southampton and Leicester. There is no world where either of those teams are going to get to like thirty six points. 
I, I, you know, the thing that's crazy too is that they have a Leicester has a lot of good players. Yeah, they have a lot of really good players, and that's gonna be a fire sale of of all fire sales. Like if if you're one of these top teams, like how much can you get James Madison for? How much can you get Pats and Daka for? How much can you get Ayose Paris for? There is a lot of players available that that um, that they're they may have to sell because they just can't afford to to keep. Keep uh, well. Who's the other guy? Um, Perez has been a championship. Telemans. Telemans is gone. He's going to be. Go- oh, he's a he's a free agent, but he's definitely gone. They've got there 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 are problems. Uh, yeah, problems. And the thing is, is they they had a they they had the talent drain for like mm-hmm. for two or three years because mm-hmm. they were so good. They're constantly fighting for the Champions League. That that now it's they haven't they haven't bought well in the meantime. Like a lot, Pats and Daka, it's a guy that really struggled. Uh, to adapt, he's not a guy that has had a really good, hasn't had a single good season yet. And I think he's been injured a lot. And then there's Ianacho. Mm-hmm. He's another guy who'll probably be oh, sold. Yeah. So I mean, he's really good. And but he's also had struggles. And they got Karen Dusbay Hall. They've got a, they have a lot of players that can play. Do you see them being? So here's what I'll say. I, I'm actually not going to ask a question. I can see them more like there is a higher chance they are in league one than there is for them to yo-yo back up to the premier league you think that they go down they're gonna go down i so my thing with leicester is they're gonna fall they need to rebuild the entire squad essentially because they're going to sell a significant portion of the squad and i don't think that's a one-year process (laughs) i can see them being like at best you think they're gonna sunderland I I can see this being a Sunderland. Like they could go down. Oh, so God, like they're so bad, and yeah, yeah. Like so they go down, and then they go down again because they they they've yeah. had to do. I don't think it'll be that. I think what will happen is that they're going to hire someone. They're going to hire like a really progressive coach, and he's they're going to build. And may, you you might be right. It might take a year, but I think they'll stay in the championship. You think that the they'll, be year, like they'll be like mid-table championship, and then the next year they'll yeah. dominate, and then they'll be back up, and they'll do the thing. What but if, we, I, nothing is in, set in stone yet. Let's yeah, not of like course. let's not like do this. They've they've survived in worse positions before. They were twentieth with I think eight games to go. Um, like the year before they won the title, they 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 went on a run and won. They they escaped. I'm not saying this is a very different team at this point. This is a very different iterance, but it's just say just Golo Conte isn't walking through those doors. No, I I agree. I understand. I, I'm just making a point that there's there is a possibility they somehow go on a run. They do have the talent to go on a run such as this. Mm-hmm. I just wonder if 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 it's too big of a it's too big of a hurt, hurdle at this point. But I ju- I think that the Premier League overall is just a little bit better than it was back then. Oh, for, oh! I, from top to bottom, yeah. every team is. I think every team is far significantly better. Yeah. And uh, I, I want to make another side. I'm just going to make a little tangent point. Like, mm-hmm. well, I'm just going to talk about this Arsenal thing for a bit because it, this is another thing that's been happening. It's like, oh, Arsenal or this less, or, or Leicester of the yesteryear, or Le- uh, Leicester of uh, six or seven years ago. Can I tell you something? Arsenal's a way more talented side than that. Way Leicester. more talented and has had to deal with a much more intense team behind them than any of the teams that Ta- Leicester had to deal with. Manchester City have the 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 who some uh, goal scorer is going to break the record for goals in a 38 game season. I I heard Manchester City referred to as well. They did it. They won football. They can have it. They yeah. are the best team that will ever be. Right. They 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 have everything and they have. 
three. Like, I mean, I think they have three players for every position. It's ridiculous, and I I'm tired of hearing it. If Arsenal win this title, it will be because they were that much better than Manchester City, and it will be a great and significant title win. Anyway, back to the, the bottom eight. I just wanted to make that point because it was very similar and talked about Leicester. Wanted to tie he it just together. he just really needed to uh, to get that off his chest. I I'm frustrated about some of these like um uh some of these um pundits pundits and things that are being said because I think we're we're missing the point on some of this. Oh know? yeah, no, and that and that is actually the point of a lot of those programs. Yeah, but that's a whole other upset. thing. Yeah, we but we don't we don't need to talk about it. anyway. So let's move on from Leicester. I think we we have a feeling that they're going to go down. Yeah. I am not completely sold on that just yet, but I completely understand if they do go down. I compl- I, I mean, I, I, I completely understand someone else believing that they go down. So 13th through 18th is sort of where things get fun. It's what, like uh, Wolves nine have, points? It's seven. Seven points. Wolves have 34. Nottingham Forest have 27. I think Wolves are probably safe. I, they win one more game, they're safe, yeah. right? They got to win one in seven, or I, one and win and draw a couple games, and they're yeah. in. Yeah, 30, 37, 38 is, I know it's 40. 40 points is your definitely is safe. Your, you're normally, you're definitely safe. Definitely yeah. safe. Yeah. 38 is most likely safe, right. and they're pretty much there. It's one more result for them, they'll, they'll be fine. That kind of, like, I'm willing to almost say at this point, Burnmouth is also probably safe. That win against Tottenham was huge. Huge. Huge, huge 95th minute. Also, uh, if you are wondering, Tottenham is not going to be in the Champions League next year. That A result like that is the end of your season. Um, there was another thing, too, that made me laugh was uh, Bournemouth posted, I think, something on Twitter that said, because uh, they won at Tottenham, they go, North London is red. <laughs> I thought, yeah, thank you, Bournemouth, for Bur- trolling Tottenham in the way that you have. Bournemouth knew it. what that was. No, they knew exactly <laughs> what they were doing, and I love it. Anyway, um, yeah, it feels that Bournemouth are safe. Their their goal difference in like some of the games, like they've had some really bad performances, but like they've also had some really good ones. They've beaten yeah. some good teams. They've took they took Arsenal to the wire. They've they they they've had really positive and good results. They've just had a couple of really bad games. Like right before um, Scott Parker was fired, they yeah. had three really bad results. They lost three nil to Arsenal, four nil to Man City, and nine nil to Liverpool. That was minus what minus sixteen yeah. in the span of three games. And those three games right there, you're talking about there. That's like half over half their goal difference. Right, right, there. right. Like if you remove those results, or even if you make it like. We'll we'll be uncharitable. Two nil on all of them, right? Or They're, like we can even just say three nil on all of them. It's still half of them. Or, yeah, <laughs> right. You know what I mean? Right. It's still half of the goal difference gone, and it looks a lot different. Yeah, the the gold and it looks like oh they're actually a pretty solid team. They're like bottom half of the table, right. but not. They're yeah. I mean they're in fourteenth right now, and if you remove those three very bad results, that's where they should be. And the XG, um, sometimes this is like one of those things that weird things that XG kind of lies in. And mm-hmm. uh, they were considered to be like one of the worst teams in the Prem. I think yeah. this at one point, I think around Christmas they were, and it felt that way. They looked really bad. Yeah. But I feel over the course of since like Christmas or so, or Christmas, like right around like after the World Cup, they've been a much different team. So the World Cup break is going to be very interesting when we look back at how teams like because there's a right. very very clear before and after right in this uh, Premier League season, and I think it'll be interesting to see which teams. I feel like Leicester is a team that you can tell has been affected by that World yeah. Cup break. Yeah. yeah. 
they they Tottenham's fell right another off the cliff. Tottenham's yep. another. Um, I Tottenham's interesting. I think Tottenham was going to was destined to collapse all year. Conte didn't want to be there. That team, I know I've said it before, and I know we're on a tangent with Tottenham for the second time now. Like, you've had Harry Kane for a decade now. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's done. You've run your course. That team is built for Harry Kane. Sell that man. Right. Sell that man to, like, Real Madrid. Don't sell him within the, the league. No. Sell him to Real Madrid or sell him to, like, uh, sell him Bayern. to, like, Bayern, Bayern would Music. Love him. Yeah. yeah. Sell him to Juventus or maybe not Juventus. They can't really do anything. Yeah, but they sell can't him afford to, like, anybody. Inter Milan or, like, PSG, any of those teams. That right. He'll bag a boatload of goals. He'll love his life. And you move on. Right. Good. Reinvest all of that money into the squad. Do Start something over. different. Yeah. Because what you're doing right now makes you consistently who you've been. Right? You are the worst big club in England. That is who you are. That is who you have always been. <laughs> right? That's true. Yeah. So sell your, your superstar player. I know he's important to your side. Reinvest. Try and maybe be young, dynamic, fun, right? Because that's what your rivals did, and it's worked out for them. Oh, yeah. for Oh, definitely. It feels that Tottenham are going to go down a little bit further before they go back up. That's going to be the thing, because they're going to have to wait until they find the manager that they really need, and they're going to have to be really progressive about the hiring. You know, um, Deserby is a very sought-after man at this point. <laughs> and if I I'm mean, Tottenham... For good, for good reason. And if I'm Tottenham... I do everything I can to hire that man. Yes. Everything you can to hire that man. Because the thing is, he plays really beautiful game, and and he knows how to play against big teams, and he knows how to play against big opponents. He's He knows it all, and he's changing the game in the Premier League because of what he's doing. He's changing it. He's Even Pep has sp- spoken about this in a very mm-hmm. distinct way. Anyway, back, we, we need to go back to the bottom eights. I, we are, we're having all these like little fun conversations about the Premier League, so maybe this is just a Premier League chat, but... Yeah, um, a, l- a little bit in in the process of the the bottom, pro- bottom eight. But um, so back to the bottom eight, we have um, uh, we were talking about Leicester. Uh, we were talking about Wolves, Wolves and Burnmouth being safe. Yeah, Lopetegui is going to have get they're they're going to earn more points because Lopetegui knows how to earn points. It's he's he's Lopetegui and Unai Emery are very similar coaches to me. Lopetegui is d- did very similar things at Sevilla. He brought the he like got made them you know perennial Champions League teams for for a little while and then everything fell apart this past season or last year because they sold their two best central defenders and then they didn't really replace them <laughs> and Sevilla fell apart and they 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 struggled they've struggled predictably this year fell apart. you know they they predictably fell apart because they can't defend right? right couldn't defend for a long period of time and it looks like they've settled a little bit. They're now 12th or 11th or 12th in the La Liga. They'll be safe. They'll be fine. But for a period of time, it was looking a little dicey for them in La Liga. Anyway, Lopetegui's a really good coach. He's going to keep him up. Gary O'Neill, that's his name? Yeah, a Bournemouth coach. Surprisingly very, very solid guy. Like, I know that people, I know I said it quietly, but like a lot of people are like, oh, he doesn't know what he's going to do. Like, they're going to go down because he's not ready. Honestly, he actually has been much better than Scott Parker, and they've been, they've played for him. So I I watched some of that Tottenham match, and it's pretty clear that Burnmouth knows who they are. Yeah, they they press, they kind of just play really tough. They were getting 
what's the phrase? They were getting stuck in on tackles, mm-hmm. and I think that started to rattle Tottenham after a little while. Son hit the floor probably three or four times in the of first course. 15 minutes. Of course. Um, and like that's just they they were like, hey, what does Crystal Palace do? Let's do what Crystal Palace does. Well, you also have a guy in Philip Billing who is just freakish. He's a destroyer. He's so good, and he scores lots of goals. He does everything. Yeah. And well, I, I mean, uh, you just kind of put it up on the top shelf, you know, where where the kids can't reach. And he's also and got he's there. good touch and good control. He's he's got a little bit of everything. And I d- wouldn't be surprised if one of the mid table teams or the higher teams take a look at him and buy him because he's he's really really solid. And mm-hmm. finally, Dominic Solanke is scoring goals and creating and yeah. doing things that you know, like kind of prompt, like fulfilling some of his Liverpool promise because he was considered to be one of the wonder kids of Liverpool at one point, um, which is great. I'm really excited for that. Um, now, Leeds, Everton, and Nottingham Forest. Do you want to talk about Forest. West Ham? Or do you want to you want to West do Ham are going to be saved. David, Nor- David Moyes knows how to, to make it out of a relegation battle. They have had a really weird year. They have the best goal difference of all of those teams. Yeah, it just and sort of feels like it's the worst worst possible year for them. Like everything, everything that could have gone wrong did. Yeah, and they're still in Europe, and they are playing pretty well there. And I think... They have the players to to make it out of the, the the trouble, and they just drew Arsenal, who, I mean, are the best team in the league. Right, and they drew them, and it felt like it. They it didn't feel like they drew them out of luck. Like uh, West Ham had their moments in that game and controlled yeah. parts of that game, and, and and Arsenal should have won, but like West Ham was up for it so that they did it. They they did right? it. Yeah, they they, they, they went mean, and got got a result right. that they deserved. Sokka missed the penalty. There's whole thing. Yeah. Yeah, whole thing. Anyway, yeah. So West Ham will be fine. I think it's the Everton leads Nottingham yeah. Forest. I think those are the real three teams that we that need that we to should worry about. Yeah, they're the. The pretty much the teams that are going. One of these teams is getting relegated, uh, and I don't know, man. It's starting to feel, man. Everton's got to be getting tight, right? They're, they're. I think they're getting tight, but they're also seeing the room, and they're going. We need to play all right, but we don't need to light the house on fire. They don't need right. to win the next seven games to to stay up. They're they're out of the relegation zone right now. Nottingham Forest has to do a million different things to to rise above them. They have to earn more points for the first thing. But in that process, they also have to score a ton of goals, so goal difference is different. Everton has a 10-goal difference, positive goal difference, than Nottingham Forest uh, in the table. And so if they finish same on the table, Everton is staying Everton is, is safe. Yeah. And um, as of right now, as of recording, uh, the result is in. It was six one that Liverpool decided to put on put on Leeds. It looked like Leeds Leeds scored coming back out of the uh, out of the half. And it was yeah, it was two one. It was two one, and then Liverpool just shut the door on that. It was so it was three one when I arrived to to get ready for this, and then within five minutes of me being here, I think it was five one. Yeah. It's like well, that's that then. I will say Liverpool seemed to have figured out um, some of their problems. They figured out how to invert Trent Alexander-Arnold and cover up his defensive weaknesses. And guess what? All of a sudden, they're pretty solid at the back. And Trent Alexander-Arnold gets to do the thing that he always is meant to do, which is right. create and create put his crazy right foot on things and put balls in places that no one else can. 
that's because that's what he is. Like he's a great creator. They just needed to find a spot on the field for him, and guess he, what? They figured it out. I. It's very interesting. I feel like he would be part of a like a two holding midfielder um, system once upon a time, but by and large, those are out of favor for sticking him at wing back. Right. You know, and right. like, and, and he's he's not a defender. He's never been a defender. He will no. never be a defender. He's all right, and I I don't know. It's just, it's an interesting like. Why is he not a winger? Like, it, would he I not think it's be one of their best wingers? No, because the thing is, is as a wing back, he can play in and can play out. Like as a winger, sometimes you have they have to play a specific system, and it's not the system that um, he doesn't fit in the system that Klopp likes to play. Now That's Klopp fair. has figured out something, and has actually created more dominance in the midfield for Liverpool too, which is a big deal. And yeah. I mean, Alexander Arnold just needs to be an adequate defender. And the problem is, is this is the other problem that they've had too, is that central defensive problem. They've had central defensive problems with Van Dyke yeah. not being back to his best, full best. And, you know, Kanate's still kind of figuring things out. It feels like Kanate has now really started to deliver on that promise of being one of the best center defenders in, in Europe. And all of a sudden, their improvement has gone way skyward. Because that second half against Arsenal was super dominant. They were even yeah. on XG. And. Arsenal, I think, maybe had 0.2 or 0.3 XG for the rest of the game, and, and Liverpool had, like, three, three or four, like, yeah. close to four. I mean, they, they completely dominated, and you could see it. They tilted the field. Like, Arsenal couldn't get out of their, couldn't get out of their own half. They couldn't string three passes together. They, they, it seems as if something clicked in that system, and all of a sudden they started Here, to play. Again. Here's something I've done no research on, but, it seem, but from having watched a few of their matches, Liverpool seem really big. Up front, oh, they're big. Yeah. Their forwards are huge, with the exception of like Salah, right? But, who's, who's like a but Cody Gakpo's big guy. Right. Darwin Nunez is a big guy. Diego Jota is probably the smallest when it's yeah. Jota and um, I think he's five ten. He's Jota and um, Salah are the two smallest guys. Yeah, got. it just it it seems like at a certain point Klopp was like. Maybe I need big athletes. Maybe that's really what this what this what Manchester City will will be struck by is like big athletes who right. can move on let's the field. Just, let's just go yeah. bang them a little. Maybe right. Maybe um, uh, Leeds United is one of I think Leeds United is the wild card in this whole situation. Leeds United is always the wild card. It feels it feels like they probably will stay up, but it also feels that they could lose like the next seven games and lose by a million goals, and they could go down. It's, you know, it's really simple. Leeds United is gonna be who do, the, who are do they, they the play key? on the final day? Are they the key to are they the key to uh, the Premier League relegation race? The I mates. I would say so. They I would the say team. that Leeds are the the bellwether for the for the bottom eights. They are the the key. You got to beat Leeds whenever you play them. I think they play a lot of the teams. Um, they host Tottenham in the final game of the season. Tottenham in the final game. Okay, so here's the thing. They host Tottenham, though. They're home to Tottenham. It's going to come down to the final day. That's that's who Leeds are. It, it was Leeds, always if like If Leeds this. win at West Ham, they'll be up. They'll stay up. That's yes. how, uh, this yeah. is what I, that's what I will say. I don't know what the results are, are going to be beforehand, but I think that's the game. If West Ham beat, if uh, Leeds beat West Ham, they will stay up. If they don't. If they lose, and if they lose to West Ham, I think a draw is like, oh, it's still on the table. But I think if they lose to West Ham, they may go down. I know that's a crazy, like, little weird prediction, but that's kind of how it feels right now. 
leads to Unless me. Nottingham Forest decide to co- co- completely capitulate, which is is looking more and more like which is entirely time. possible. Yeah. They're they're on the cusp. They really have to come together. Yeah. Leads to me feels like what an American screenwriter oh, would man. write. If they were making a like a feel good sports movie football like a team, major. Oh, I was gonna say like major league. Like It'd be like a major league thing. Like they're they're like constantly on the cusp of like being really. They're always kind of really bad, and they yeah. always have these like weird stories and these weird players. And- well, if you remember last year, it was the final day. Somebody scored in the eighty eighth minute. Oh, Rafinha on the final day. Yeah, Rafinha scored to and they keep him up. up. Yeah, this could be the same thing. And this year. I, it just. We're destined for it. This is who Leeds are. Leeds they, have Leeds will be Tottenham three to two in like the ninety first minute, and that right. will be that. Yeah. It'll be it'll be something stupid. It'll be a Weston McKenney like flying header. flying bald eagle header in the eighty eighth minute with chaos as the stadium erupts. He gets mobbed. Like this is that's who Leeds are. This is who they are as a football club. Mm. And. Uh, Maybe yeah. I'm just maybe I'm just hoping because that actually be sounds great. like it would be awesome. Oh, be so good, that'd be, yeah. That'd be one of the so coolest good. things in the Premier League this year. But like they did it last year, right? And I I can see him doing it again this year. Yeah. Um. So, who goes down? So Leicester and Southampton. Are your sureties? Yeah, I'm like 100 percent certain. It's like 95 percent certain. Yeah. You know, there's little wiggle room. Do you think Nottingham Forest are going to figure it out, or do you think they're going to fall apart? Because that's the that's the gamble. So this is this is this was my prediction this year was that mm-hmm. they were going to stay up because they were going to yep. figure it out, and I don't think they're going to figure it out. You think it it was too much? Too I think many? It, too many, too much, and too many at one time. Yep. And sadly, I think they're going to go down. I think it will be Nottingham Forest. I think Everton are going to stay up on goal difference. I so and I, Leeds will stay up because they're Leeds and they'll win like a couple games, like some random way. And because uh, they be are chaos they incarnate, are. yeah, they are. They are just whatever they want to be. They lost five one to Liverpool next week. They'll win four three. It's against they, against like Manchester City or something. Right, s- it's silly like that. You they'll know? get a stupid result just because they they manage to get a couple of like the chaos ball things. Yeah. that go in their favor. Yeah, but. I don't know. I want to make this clear. I don't think Everton deserves to stay up this year. I don't think Everton. I would say in the last two, three years they haven't really deserved. They've their been status. terrible. They've been. They've been. I mean, I think Dice will turn them around, even with the fact that they owe 150 million dollars, and they're probably not. Yeah. Dice will probably not have much money to spend uh, in the next uh, window. Do they um, even have anyone to sell? They have there are a couple guys that could sell to like mid mid table clubs for like twenty or twenty twenty five million. You know, Wobie's a good player. He's a really good yeah. player. Um, they they have a couple of guys there yeah. that can. They got I mean, Perez, they could, but he's like an eighteen million guy. I mean, the I prices mean, have all Pickford would get but... sold for close to thirty because he's yeah. England international number one. And I'm not saying that that's what they'll do. Um, Dwight McNeil's a decent player. They could get twenty mil for him. But here's the thing: Do you keep it all together? You find a couple of pieces and then get to 40 as soon as you possibly can next year. I think that's the, really the plan. I think if you're if you're Everton, you keep Dice around. You're like, keep us up next year, and then we'll have a war chest for you. We'll figure out when what the to new do stadium comes in. Because I think the new st- it's really about the new stadium. 
mm-hmm. um, they need to be up for that new stadium. I think everything yeah. at that point will be okay. Like they still have a they have a ton of work to do, and Mashiri needs to sell that team. I'm gonna but. put this in as like a like a side comment. Yeah, and we're not gonna talk about it, but they they have to stay up. To they, remain oh no, financially solvent. It, it, they need to stay up to exist as a club. Right. Let's they, put it that way. They need to stay up because they, there is talk that if they do not stay up, they essentially will become... Right. Um, like, they will essentially dissolve. If they don't stay up... So here's the thing with Everton. Everton have never been relegated in the history of the Premier League. Or the top division. Just the, yeah. yeah, in the history of the top division. And the first time they are relegated, they could no longer exist. Right, it could just wipe them out. They'd be gone from history. And man, is there some weird poetry in that? Oh man, no more toffee, no more toffees, no more, no more blue red derbies and whatever. And one of one of them red, one of them cities up there in the north. Wow, that would be crazy. That'd be crazy. Yeah. Um, so you wanted to talk about the title race? Let's talk briefly about the title race. We've got like seven or eight minutes How left. How tight is your butthole right now? <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, are we, are we starting is, to feel it? This is one of those things we expected this to happen, right? Yeah. We all expected this to happen at some point. You know, like if Arsenal, like Manchester City is one of the best teams of the last, ten, what, 10 years? Like, and especially in the last three or four years. Like Pep Guardiola has built this monster of a team, Right. They're delivering on all fronts now all of a sudden. And they have the best goal scorer in Europe right now. Like Erling Holland's the best goal scorer in Europe right now. And they can flood in as many players as they want. They have two and three at every position. So like there's never a drop off in quality. So they can continue to play the same way and just dominate consistently. Arsenal don't have that right now. I am going Arsenal are not there yet. They are going to get there. Like that is a thing that is happening. You can see that with Arteta. He is building that. This is this is out of the blue for Arsenal. Like Arsenal yeah. were supposed to finish in the top four, be really good, but this is this is not you what are was expected. Way ahead of schedule. Way we're probably two years ahead of schedule right now. And they spent money in the the winter because they were ahead of schedule. They bought a few players to try to just shore up little things here and there. And it did help a little bit. You know, like Jorginho won a really important game for Arsenal. Mm-hmm. You know, um, KVR has had a couple all right time, a couple all right games in his in his time there. And Trossard was has been excellent. He's he has like two goals and seven or eight assists in the nine games that he's played. He's been great. I I do want to state for the record, like as much money as Manchester City spends, mm-hmm. they do build young players oh for sure that that is very specifically what they do and why they are what they are they bring these kids in at like 16 17 teach them how to play manchester city football with uh with oh they definitely have a few of those things too yeah yeah of course and they and you know i mean they'll go out and they'll get a holland for 250 million or whatever which is nice i mean they i mean he didn't they didn't pay that much for him but they play you know yeah 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 i know what you're saying but they also have julian alvarez who Probably would have scored a lot of goals. He only, this year. They only paid what ten mil for him, right? And well, they that's just, they went to Argentina for him. Yeah. yeah, they they know what they're. I mean, Manchester City know what they do. Then Arsenal are no, doing the same thing. They're doing right. the same sort of talent evaluation. That's they're, your advantage in in football, right? Now. Right. Yeah, their talent of Arsenal's talent evaluation. Like, so they didn't they didn't sign Mudrick. They signed Trossard, and it's looking more and more every day like they made the right decision with regards to that. Like they really wanted Mudrick. And the thing is, is Mudrick probably would have been a really good Arsenal player because 
Arteta would have put him in the right positions, but he wouldn't have been good now. They, right. He would have struggled just as he struggled at Chelsea, but he would have also been hidden a little bit more because all the other players were really great around him. Right. At Chelsea, he's had to be a superstar. And guess what? He's lost all his confidence because he's had to deliver in a way that, that he's not ready for. That he just, like, he cannot do right. He can't do it yet. Not in that kind of setting and league and pressure consistently. And, and he mean, will because he's that good. Yeah. But you just hope that his mind stays together. Anyways, um, back to um, the title race. The Manchester City thing. Manchester City have been doing this now for five years. This is yeah. the first time Arsenal have really done this. Mm-hmm. And they have the youngest team besides Southampton in the Prem. The fact that they're even there is a huge, huge accomplishment. And it's very telling that there is one player on the field that they've been missing. Very clear. It's very clear. Do you know who that is? Gabriel Jesus? No. So they were fine without Jesus. They Nketiah well, played well. They they got Trossard. They mm-hmm. they kind of were still scoring goals. The problem is William Saliba's been hurt for the last six games. Ah, and they've been a little funky since then, because Saliba, even at twenty one, is probably like one of the best three defenders in the world right now. Yeah, he's there already. He's only twenty one. Just so you know, he's stops only a, going. Yeah, stops a lot of problems. He solves a lot of problems for them and. You can tell there's a big drop off. And this is one of those things with Arsenal that they're figuring out is like they have another, they have more windows, two more, yeah, they have windows um, to still kind of figure this out and to find the players that they need. They also have problems in midfield. Like they don't have it all figured out yet. But the fact that they're in this position, they still control their destiny. They match City for points, they win the title. That's it. That's it. That's it. They match City for points. They win the title. And the Manchester City-Arsenal game, Manchester City has to win the game. Arsenal does not. Arsenal can play as defensively as they'd like. They could sit for, and hold 10 back. Not They won't do it. No. They probably won't do it because that's I, not who they are. And also it's suicide. Like they, and it's They'll suicide. score on Yeah, you. yeah. Manchester, I mean, the way that Holland plays and all that. And they didn't play Holland the first time around. And Manchester City played counterattack football against Arsenal in the first game because Arsenal dominated them in possession and in chances in a lot of ways. Uh, City's actually super happy to play counterattacking football. It's a At weird, this point, it a seems weird, weird. thing yeah, about yeah, yeah, them, yeah, but yeah, yeah they're, they're totally all right with that. Do you think Arsenal, I'm going to ask you this, and then I'll, I'll come up with my comment. Do you think Arsenal can hold on and, and win this title? So I don't know if I've ever talked about this on air. If I have before, I apologize. I My dad literally does, like, broadcasted online racing. Mm-hmm. Like, stock car racing has a whole setup. And the few times I have raced against my dad, okay, you can feel him mm-hmm. behind you mm-hmm. when he's behind you. There is a pressure. All of a sudden, everything has to be perfect. Every turn, every acceleration, you cannot screw up even a little bit. Or guess what? You're going to get beat. That's where Arsenal is right now. Yeah. Any mistake will immediately be costly. And... I mean, you said that you have to match Manchester City's points. You just have to assume that means you have to win out, right? Because Manchester City have probably an 80% chance of doing that, right? It's And Arsenal do not. Yeah. Right. You have one game that you can lose and they win before they're on top of you. Literally on top. I mean, they're already on top of you. If they win their game in hand, it's one point. Right. And... And that's what you're playing with. That's the margin. And they are soul-snatching 
all-destroying monster. monster. Right. Right. Do I think that Arsenal can beat that? Yes. Do I think that all of that that I just said plays into it? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. You you have to become a dragon slayer because it's upon you. I believe in Arsenal. I do. I think they they're built to do great things now and in the future. They're young, they're talented, they're intense. They play a very special game of football. They play beautifully. They do things that a lot of other teams don't do. But this Manchester City team is a f- like a freak of nature. And if they somehow hold off this Manchester City team, they ha- I it'd be really hard to call them uh, it, it would be one of the greatest title wins in Premier League history, in my opinion, because that Manchester City team not just not only just beats teams, they destroy teams. And if they somehow come away with this title, it will be a huge, huge upset, in my opinion, for how well Manchester City have played throughout the season. Because they have played really well. Manchester City are, are really still really good. They've had a little yeah. funky, couple of funky results here and there, but they've destroyed a lot of teams in this season. Yeah. And, I mean, the Premier League, we talked about it earlier, by and large, is better than it has been. So you're not right. getting 100 points. Right. But you can, if but you lose be... a title on 95 points, it like, right, and tough. you could lose a title on 95 points. Yeah. Yeah. And Gary Neville had to just, had to, this is the thing that's crazy. I can't <laughs> believe I'm saying. Gary Neville, who really hates Arsenal, had yep. to defend Arsenal because he was saying that, even if they like, if Arsenal end up losing this lead and lose the title um, to Manchester City, um, he's like, "No, it's still a great accomplishment." And Roy Keane goes, "Like, oh, it's an abomination if they lose the title. Like, oh, it'd be the worst thing that ever happens to Arsenal." I said, "What do you, you? We can't have our cake and eat it too in this moment, right? Right. Like, Arsenal weren't meant to be title contenders from the beginning. They were like meant to finish fourth. They are always meant to finish fourth or finish in the top four. Like that was the goal, right?" They have led essentially from the beginning, and they're struggling right now. They had a couple of tough tough results against West Ham and Liverpool, both pretty decent teams. Like, Liverpool can beat anyone on any day, and so can actually West Ham. I know West Ham are down in the relegation battle, but they have players. They have a bunch of players, and they showed up yesterday and got a yep. draw. For Roy Keane to come out and then say that, it's like this Manchester City team is special. Like this is a special team. They will prob. I know that we keeps it keeps being said every year, but they should win the Champions League this year. They should. They're right. the best team in Europe. They should win everything. They should win everything. So right. if they win the, the Premier League title, are we going to say, "Oh, well, Arsenal are little pansies because they didn't win the title"? It's like, oh no, it's actually because Manchester City decided that they wanted to take the title and they fucking took it. You know what I mean? Like that's yeah. what it really is about. Yeah, you know, and on a very real level. I mean, it will hurt a lot because they were up for so many, so many games. But well, yeah. But this is this is kind of the point I want to leave this discussion on. Pep Guardiola mm. has had what three of the greatest teams of all time. Mm-hmm. Is this the best one he's ever had? Oh no. You don't think so? No, the Barcelona if, team from ten years ago. If is this the best team, team I've played ever seen. the Barcelona team, oh, they would beat Bar- they would they Barcelona would beat them. You think that so? That 2011 team with David How Villa they- and Messi and Xavi and Iniesta and Busquets. Oh my God, they pass them out of the park. They destroy them. I see. The thing is, is I, absolutely I don't destroy. Know. Absolutely destroy. They because would, they would they played 
they played a game that no one else could play. One, one turnover, right? And Holland scores on them. Near yeah, they, immediately. I mean, no, but the thing is, is they had better central defenders back then than they did now. They would, they would be fine. I mean, would it be tighter than you think? Probably, but I think that Bar- that Barcelona team with Messi, who stops Messi on that Manchester City team? I, who actually stops Messi I, in his prime? Who scored seventy? I think he scored like some crazy amount of goals that year, like seventy-five goals that year. So I think it doesn't come down to stopping Messi. I think it comes down to stopping that midfield. And, and I, who stops that midfield? And I think Pep Guardiola has ideas. I mean, but it's Pep Guardiola against Pep. Pep, So, like, how do you, you can't, like, you know, and I think the midfielders that Pep had 10 years ago were better than the ones that he has now. I don't know. So, yeah, I mean, I guess it's Iniesta, Xavi, and Busquets. And Busquets. And all in, like, all in their prime. Is Kevin De Bruyne? He's really good. Is he's not? Would you take any? I would take all three of those. I'd probably take him over Busquets. Busquets is a six. Busquets is a six. He's the guy, he's, he's a TikTok maker. I know. He's on the internet. He's on the internet. <laughs> All right. As always, uh, I need that's to go. been Studio 141. <laughs> I'm just saying, uh, that Barcelona team, from I think it was like 2011, is the best team. That is the best team that will ever be constructed. I wonder if I wonder if we can... I might have an idea. We, we might have to... We might what, have football to manager something. or like uh, yeah, FIFA we, or something? Yeah, we could do a FIFA. That'd be fun. Okay. Uh, I want I want uh, Barcelona because I want to do the screaming goat thing I do with Messi. <sighs> okay, I'll play Manchester as Manchester City. It's fine. Yeah, fine. you will. It's fine. Okay, fine. You can be Barcelona. No, no, no it's fine. And it's I'll fine. just fine. kick fine. it fine. to fine. Holland. I just totally just did a, a thing I, I hate doing. Um, no, I'll be I'll be Man City. You be Barcelona, so you can do the screaming goat thing. That's fine. Yeah. All right. Okay. All right, okay. Fine. I gotta yeah, go though. Fine. All right. Have a fantastic time. This is Studio One Four One. Woo! Paul has literally left the room. I am alone. Thank you for listening to us. All hail the trash fire. Goodbye.